Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. And today I have my sponsors in studio and on Zoom. Welcome, Tara Krieg. Welcome, Joe Smith. And welcome, Anthony Penna. How are you? Fly, three? Eagles, fly. Uh, of course. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly, baby. It is Super Bowl week. Joe is representing, Tara is not, but she should have been. I am representing in spirit. Let's go Chiefs. Okay, there we go. And so the last time the four of us got together was at dinner because we were celebrating the winner of last year's contest the four of us and had. I, and I thank you for <laughs> supporting my win. Apparently we are all still in argument of who actually <laughs> won last year's predictions. But Rebecca brought her glasses, so Rebecca can tell you exactly who won. And what we were what we were debating about all of last year is we were trying to predict what was going to happen next with the market and for the end of the year. Right. And you know when I go through what we did in every episode last year, and we did um, let me find the right piece of paper here. This is might be where I think I brought this paper to dinner, <laughs> and it's all crinkly, and I don't know if anybody even read it, but. We ended the year last year with a 6.42% interest rate. And the year before, we were at in the low threes. Last, when we did this show last, we were at $517,000 as our average sale price. This time last year, we were at $528,000. And we're going to talk about all that because what we're having happen right now is a lot of our consumers are waiting for the ball to drop, it feels like, like it hasn't already. And I'm kind of curious what everybody's going to say this year. So just so everybody knows, Tara did technically win our contest. Technically. Technically, you meaning accurately and but by it was, factual data, yes. It was a close call. What did you say, Anthony? She went over. It was not over. There's no <laughs> such thing. You round I, I up, silly. the results. Yeah, I know. We're all in dispute. I mean, the thing is, is... Anybody watching or listening to our show, I mean, between the four of us, we actually do have a century of experience. Yeah. And that has to go without saying that we've seen this before. Yeah. And what we saw last time, we were all working in the industry when we had the true crash, you know, 2008 through 2013 really is what it was. Yeah. And, you know, even though we saw signs of it in 2006 and definitely in 2007, and I think that's what people have some PTSD today. So they're having a hard time believing that we just came out of the shortest buyer's market in Arizona ever recorded in Cromford history. I yeah. Right, it. Anthony? Yeah, so November. November and December, the two months that it was a buyer market, because technically yeah. right now we are not in a buyer market. And I want to share that stat real quick. I'm going to swipey, lefty, righty. There we go. No. There we are. Okay. We're, we're there. We're there. Now Rebecca has to put her glasses on because Rebecca's almost 50 years old. Whoa, um, easy. Easy with the 50 number. I know. Joe just hit it. So he's ahead <laughs> of me. Um, okay. So Cromford Market Index is what dictates buyer-seller market. Last quarter in November, we were at 92 for a Cromford Index. We want to be at 100 when it's actually balanced. 
Today we're at 118, so that's where it's just a slight little baby seller market. But if you look at last year and two years ago, we broke records with the amount of demand that we had and what a seller's market we were actually in. Like yeah. it was unfathomable, unfathomable that we could be in the 400s or 500s because Cromford had never been there before. So meaning for somebody listening that there were 4.7 buyers or almost five house. buyers to every one house. Yes. 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 And yes. right now we're just barely over 100, right? 118. So yep. it is on the seller's favor, but it's not a lot. But it's shifting quick. It is, and what's really cool is yes. the one thing I got the biggest takeaway from Tina Tambor's presentation that came out last week, and I have it here to share with you guys, mm -hmm. um, and I know Anthony's got some fantastic slides, um, and I will let Anthony go to all of his slides, but I want to get down to basically her summary to share with you guys. It might take a hot second, so I'm just gonna keep <laughs> doing this until we get over there. Um, the one thing I had as a takeaway was that today's prices are an indicating, a lagging indicator of where we really are because prices happen after the right. market has shifted, right? And so one thing that she warned us is it might look like we have lagging prices for the next six to eight months. But in fact, if you're a consumer going out shopping today, the pretty houses still have multiple offers. You're stealing the competition. So I had three buyers yeah. making offers this weekend and I called the agents and all three Sold off. their houses. No, 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 had huh? multiple offers. Yeah, had multiple offers. <laughs> one of them had three offers on the house. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, it's coming back. The piece on the Cromford of the 118, uh -huh. that's a cumulative for the Phoenix market, right? True. So there's pockets that are significantly worse than that. So you're taking in some of the slower markets, and then you grab like a Chandler or a Gilbert, oh. and good luck trying to find something in there. <laughs> I'm so happy you brought that up, Joe. It's significantly harder to buy in guess, the better spots. Yes, much more buyer demand. And, and you may need better spots meaning closer into town. Correct. So I'm gonna pull up the city ranking. I think I'm just gonna have to go live in Cromford every time we have a show for now on, because then I can bring up anything I want. So guess what, guys? Right now, Paradise Valley, it is at $748 a square foot. Oh my gosh. Um, Rio Verde's still up there at 373 a square foot, but do you see the percentage changing from last year? Those are all still pluses. Those are all still pluses. I know it's hard to, to understand that, our most affordable area to go shopping in is Coolidge at $181 a square foot. Last year, this time, they were $147 a square foot. And that's up 23%? Yes, so, yes. So in spite of this drop mm -hmm. and this big buyer's market that we saw for the last 60 days, those numbers are still really far up. They are really far up. So I'm gonna go back to the rest because I didn't really explain the rest of the chart that I normally like to do. And of course, Anthony's got some great charts that talk about the whole country. Because Arizona, you know, we have Super Bowl here this week. Yeah, we waste have management. The, yeah, I was about to say the, the open for golf. For those of you guys who aren't familiar with golf, it's like the big party on the whole 16. Mm -hmm. And it's a great time. We just had Barrett Jackson. There's spring training right around the corner. It's like, happening. It's happening. <laughs> and that's not even talking about the Taiwanese um, semiconductor mm. yeah. and that whole area out by Eastmark. I think Mary uh, Nolenberger, who comes on our show frequently, she shared with me there was 22 and a half million square feet of commercial currently being built right now. Wow. 22 and a half Please. million. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah, and 17 and a half million of that was pre-leased. So that means that they weren't speculating. These are people coming to town, building commercial, which means there are people who are gonna work for them are gonna be looking for houses. Yeah. So that is really, that is what um, my biggest takeaway from Tina's presentation was, 
We are in a seller's market. The demand is lower today because of interest rates. So of course we have to talk about interest rates with my two lenders sitting in front of me. Yeah. Um, so the demand is definitely lower than where it's been, but the inventory is still actually low in these reports. Now what's interesting, my husband and I both being in real estate, he was looking last night just to see how many homes have hit the market in just the last few days. Mm-hmm. I think our sellers are starting to return because they hear the buyers have returned. Right. Yeah. So we are definitely shifting towards the positive in my opinion. And that said, last month we were at um, 3.3 months of inventory. We're up to 3.6, which is a good thing. This time last year we were under one month of inventory and the year before it was even worse. So for a buyer going out shopping, they're starting to get more options. But I've been out with, you know, we have clients in common right now, Andrea and Phil, and they're not finding what they like in their price point of 800,000 in all the areas we're looking at. And and they're not like massively picky and they're not like massively price sensitive. No. And they still, they just can't find it. Well, now, I mean, I think last night, James took them out. No, tomorrow is gonna be the third time to go out with them, but the properties we're looking at are not getting them excited. And that's because we don't have as many sellers back to the market yet that I think if they came back, we would actually get more buyers buying because the buyers that are out there are kind of like, "Uh, that's not that great for 800, you know? And they're being a little bit more choosy. So the sellers have to roll up their sleeves, clean up their houses, make some repairs, willing to give some concessions, yeah, but they don't have to give it away because if they actually have a nice house that's staged and pretty, it's gonna move. It's moving quickly with multiple offers still. Um, Anthony, I don't know if you want to chime in on any of this. I know this, the listing success rate has come up some. We are starting to see um, the monthly sales price is a hair lower than it was last month. But again, that's the trailing indicator. Lagging, La- lagging. lagging indicator. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about any of those things. What I want to see is I want to see more active listings. Last quarter when we had 22,000 active listings, I felt like there was more for the buyers to pick from. Well, you can see the increase in activity based on the pending listings. So if you just look, more of those homes are going under contract. 5,500 pending currently. Exactly. That's a pretty nice number. It's interesting because I had a conversation with a lady yesterday, and it's it's exactly what you said, Rebecca. They're seeing what's happened in the last 60 days, and so they're like, oh, home prices are softening, and I want to wait. And so I pull up the Cromford report and do exactly what you did, and I said, I think that's a huge mistake. And I think that once you get into the market, you're going to realize we've already scooped off the bottom. bottom happened in November. Yeah. November. Right, Anthony? Where are you? Hey, you know, you guys are talking about activity and marketing. And what do I always tell you guys to reach out to me openings. on Monday to see how opening, our openings went? Um, and it, you remember when I told you about how Martin Luther King Day, that Tuesday is our biggest opening day of the year? Uh-huh. We only had, yesterday, we only had four less openings than we did Martin Luther King that Tuesday. That's music to my ears. Wow. So, so it's so you're talking, if you want to you want to talk about numbers don't lie that is a huge opening day for a title company on a Monday for us. That's fantastic. I love hearing it. And I honestly, with all the media publicity we're going to get over the next week alone, right? and it's sunny and it's beautiful. And look at Joe <laughs> with his jersey on. Are you cold right now? No. Yeah. Half the country, I think, is like a popsicle right now. <laughs> and then they're going to be watching the Super Bowl on TV with these sunny skies that we have. And it's, yeah. you know, a beautiful place to live. 
Um, that said, Anthony, would you like fly? He's flying. He's flying. <laughs> That's the eagle flying. All right. I don't think we're going to be able to keep him from stu- from doing that throughout this whole entire time. Anthony, are you ready to go through some of your slides, my friend? Because I know there's a couple really good ones that talk about what's going on in the whole country. And I and I definitely want to talk interest rates with you guys because we're going to talk about that Goldman Sachs article. I have that here yeah. to read off to you guys. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah, and towards, and towards the end of my presentation, um, I did it towards the end because I need Joe and Tara to jump in because it talks about interest rates. Okay. And there was a really good call with Barry Habib last week yeah. that I'm sure some of you have saw went on. And Did you watch it, Tara? Is, that, that guy's so spot on. So let, we can we can just roll along on what we're talking about. And you guys, of course, are going to need your help to jump yeah, in. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, then let's do it. I'm going to your PowerPoint. You tell me when to switch slides. Well, right here is the main thing that we need to do in our business because you said about the news. People, do not listen to the news. Stop sending me links on articles when you don't even read the article. We need to That's true. The they do that all the time. Because because the narrative is it's not doom and gloom in our market. It's not 2008 like you just brought up Goldman right. Sachs. There was an article yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it. The guy who predicted a 2008 market crash said we're going to have a 15 or 20 percent price drop to get back to normal in the market. Wait, wait, we'll wait. Repeat that, on. Anthony, because I don't think I caught. What did you say? There was an article on, on Fox yesterday that I had. Uh. 22 people sent me, and I know that number 22 because it kept on coming. The guy who predicted the 2008 market crash predicted another 15 to 20% price drop in housing. He's talking about the whole country? Yep. Okay. Bet. Nope. Not happening. Well. And here's why we need to control the narrative. You see right there? What's that say, Rebecca? 67% of Americans say a housing crash is imminent in the next three years. So two out of three people truly believe we're going down in the next two to three years. I kind of feel like is, the last six months is bad enough. Like, why why do we want to be doom and gloom for the next three years? What are you thinking, Anthony? Why, why, why are they thinking that? Because they're YouTube people, Facebook people, news. Well, I mean, you just had a gal comment and, you know, I had a comment on her comment on your Facebook, yep. you know, because she was somebody that was giving Anthony a hard time months ago and she's not even in the business anymore. And it was just like one of those naysayers that, you know, Anthony's sharing quality information and she's like, oh no, we're, prices are going down. And she has nothing to substantiate that. Um, so Anthony, will you read this, um, talk about this slide right here, please? Well, when you're talking about the slowdown in the market and how bad things are going um, nationally, there's 1,100 homes 11, that sell every, 11,000 homes that sell every day. And if somebody's talking to you about how bad the market is for that one minute they're talking to you, just say to them, you know what, eight homes just sold while you just wasted one minute of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that it sounds like such an Eagles person commentary, <laughs> just saying. Go Philly. <laughs> no, but but here, here's the most important thing, and it gets into that price depreciation. Mm-hmm. It gets into what you were talking about earlier. We need more listings. We do need a, more listings. It's a, thing of a, it's a thing of supply and demand. Listen, people, home prices are not going to go down if you don't have supply out there. So I will tell you right now, the biggest thing that I'm dealing with, I sold my home, as you guys all know, last summer for a cool one million. I even talked about it multiple times on the show. because <laughs> Pretty I was, proud of that one. I'm super proud of that one. <laughs> you know proud. why? Pretty proud because nobody one. has sold in that neighborhood since then that even started with an eight, let alone a nine. And my old neighbor wants my help to sell, and I want to help her get a million bucks too, but today's marketplace is just not 
dictating those prices today. Mm -hmm. So what I'm finding is most of my clients that want to sell their home, they're hanging on to the price that we had last June. In the peak. In the peak. Yeah. Now, prices have not really dropped year over year. We just showed you guys the chart with all the different cities and their appreciation year over year. But we had such an extreme you know, six, uh, ride last first year. First six months yes. of 2022 rode up and it rode right back down. Yes. And now we're kind of like, it's like the pendulum swung and right. now we're kind of where we started at last year. But I still have my sellers that are like, I don't want to sell today because I'm not going to make what I could have made. Well, the thing is, if they've been living in their house for any period of time, they're still making great money. They right. just hoped to time the market and they missed it. Well, and I think talking to somebody that can help them understand, they're gonna pay less, right? So when you buy and sell in the same market, it's really a wash as it relates to that. And so I would focus on the fact that they're gonna maybe get less, but they're gonna pay less, and in the end, it's a wash. It's a wash until you start talking REITs. And um, <laughs> that said, um, new listings below now below previous years, so this just affirms what we were just talking about, right, Anthony? Yep, in this chart, what it's doing in the red there, that's 2022, the red right there. And you see from January up till June. I love how, how Joe slides upwards. back. Do you see how it was trending upwards? Mm -hmm. Well, well, when the analysts were predicting home price depreciation and all that stuff about the market, they thought that trend was going to continually go yep. skyrocket. Well, because that's what we saw in 2008. Yep. We had 43,000 yep. listings active. Right now, we and, only have 18. Right. So that's why they were saying the prices are going to drop. You know, People would flood did. the market. It went down, and if you look when we got to December, this is nationally. Now, Rebecca, you probably have locally. It's listings are down twenty one percent year over year. So when everyone's saying all these new listings are coming to the market, they're not. They're not and, and when they do come on, they sit. And right here, Rebecca, that, that next chart you did. Yeah, I'll come back to this, it. You should know that one because you you're in the building environment, and we talked about this with compared to two thousand eight yeah. compared to now. There's not enough homes out there. So what had happened is six months ago, all the builders got stuck just like the iBowers. You guys know all this because you're competing against them mm -hmm. right now. They got stuck with a lot of inventory when those rates rose. Right. And I feel like we've whittled through most of those where you know, the builders aren't being a, quite as aggressive as they were. And some of them are being more patient. You yeah. know, they're just waiting for the market to Well, they know the forecast back. too. They know right. what's they know what's coming, so they'll just sit on it for a minute. Yeah. Well, and the other part is a lot of them out of fear who had been in the marketplace before, a lot of them pulled out of job or yes. future opportunities. Yes. And I think there may be some scrambling happen to pull those back in. Yeah now that they're seeing it, the market's shifting back so quickly, which right. did not happen in 2008 and 2009. So Anthony, I'm gonna get to that next slide, but I think this is a great time for me to read the Goldman Sachs thing. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. Glasses on Please. so I can actually read this. <laughs> um, January 25th, um, there was a story run by Fox Business News that quotes Goldman Sachs making all kinds of weird and unlikely forecasts. I'm quoting Tina Tambor yes. right now, the Cromford Report. She, she wrote, not quite sure how to deal with it because the description of the current market, Phoenix market, bears little comparison to the real world. So when you guys are following articles like Goldman Sachs, it's talking about the entire country, it can be a little misleading for our local folks here. Some quotes are, Goldman Sachs expects home values to worsen through 2023 amid continued skyrocketing interest rates and declining house prices. Four U.S. cities will suffer the most catastrophic dips, drawing comparisons to the 2008 housing crash. Phoenix, Arizona will likely see noticeable increase before drastic decreases of more than 25%. So this was Tina's response to those uh, quotes. 
We saw skyrocketing interest rates in second quarter and fourth quarter of last year. The idea that interest rates will skyrocket in 2023 seems even more than little far-fetched when the inflation rate is falling. And that is an actual, an actual statement. It is falling. It could happen, but to have this as your base case seems very irresponsible. Is Goldman Sachs really saying Phoenix home prices will go up and then drastically down? Come on now, there is no data that supports that outlook. Just a wild ass guess. I love that. In the Great Recession, the median price in Phoenix declined from a peak of 265,000 in June of 2006 to a low of 109 in May of 2011. I remember that. 60%, right? I was doing a lot of short sales in that era. This is the fall of almost 60%. Please let us not compare 60% with 25. They are not similar. Since the peak in May of 2022 of 475, the median was down to 412 by December. This is a fall of 13%. So she is acknowledging that it peaked just around the same time I right. said it, in May and June. Yep. And it has come back down. But then when you look at that, it's where we were starting about this time last year. So I think enough said. I mean, I think a lot of uh, lenders respect Goldman Sachs because they seem to be one of the bigger um, news areas that talks to you lenders. Or am I wrong about that? Well, I think that if you look historically at the information they post, they're all over the place, right? So mm -hmm. what they say in November and what they Anthony's say in December. laughing already. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that literally was uh, following an article that they put out that said the interest rates were going to drop into the fives and that we were going to see 1.8% appreciation. And it wasn't 60 days later that, that they were posting know, this. Yeah, they were posting something totally counterintuitive to that. So I think really you have to look at what's really going on. And inflation numbers are coming down. And uh, today, Powell spoke and said that they feel good about that. They are seeing the inflationary numbers start to come down. It came down a lot, down. didn't it? Like three well, or four Well, it's a 12-month average, and the CPI is really what they're looking at, the consumer price index. And the issue with that is it's a 12-month rolling average. And so when we had really high inflation last year, it was up to as nine. those months fall off, we really start to see some great recovery. So is it similar to our pricing uh, indicator that's kind of happening it's after? Lagging. It's lagging. It's lagging, uh, certainly. So same with the interest rates. What do you think, I, Joe? I think Goldman Sachs really just put out clickbait at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. I think they were just trying to get some attention. 100%. They were just trying to look for something to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And they maybe they knew that Phoenix was going to be popular this month for some reason. Huh. And huh. they decided Super to put Bowl, out some kind of article referencing yeah. Phoenix that would get maybe some high net worth people looking at their article well, and seeing the words Goldman Sachs a couple times. We're talking about it. Well, and not only hey, are no, we talking no, about no, it, no. but everybody talked about it. So they did it, Anthony's Fox News. Yep, go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> no, we, we were talking at the beginning of the show, and you made a good point about how they're all over the place changing their, their analytics and what they're doing. And to show you how quick they changed their price forecasts, they were at January 12th of this year saying prices were going to drop 6.1%. Uh, 10 days later, they dropped that to 2.6%. Right. That's a big change in it valuation. Like they just had different reporters. It sounds like me last year Wait. trying to forecast. That's what it does. <laughs> but, but, but here's the best part won. about that. Oh, I did win. Of course. Here's the best part. In between that 10 days is when they posted that article about the housing crash. Right. Yeah, so they're all over the place, to your point, Tara. Well, the right arm's not talking to the left arm. The reality is there's an individual who wrote that article, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what's most interesting about it, and this is where I was going with it, is they post it, then Fox News picks it up, then News 15 locally picks it up, and then you've got some young... Sorry, in uh, a real estate agent, I'm sure she's wonderful, um, who gets on the news and says like that this is a great opportunity for sellers to capture the higher 
priced homes because home prices are going to drop. And it was the news, like it, to me, I just watched that and went, oh, how sad for consumers who don't have all the analytics that we have to really understand what's going on in the market. Again, 100 years between the four of us. Right. You know, and I because we've all been through it before, it feels very different. Yeah. You know, Great. people, I mean, agreed. We had 43,000 homes active. I, I don't, it's not even comparable. It's we, not. we shouldn't even give that any life. It's not I, even. I agree. It's not even. It's dead. Shouldn't even be talked about. Move on. Okay, Anthony, let's go back to this. Housing market short millions of homes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Number of homes each company forecasts the market being short. So this means my sellers have not come back to market yet. Well, it's household formations, right? So yeah. you've, got ba- you've got the newer generation moving out of their parents' house. And then you've got people living longer. So literally, yeah. there's more roofs over people's oh, heads. Okay, so I heard the scariest statistic, and I think I've shared this with multiple people. I don't know if I shared it on the store on the on the on the show yet. In the last fifty years, yeah, our population has tripled. Right. Tripled. Yep. Tripled. Because tripled. people are living longer. They're living longer, and they're yes. yeah. I mean, it's just we've. Tripled. I don't know if they're having more children, but they're living longer. Well, <laughs> where, are the, where are those people who live longer moving to? The Sun Belt. Right? Yeah. They're moving to, to Arizona. Us. They're yeah. finding us. They're finding Florida. Well, Texas. And then you've got Realtor.com all the way down to Moody's Analytics. And they're all saying we're short homes. And we absolutely are because the builders, you know, when they got caught with all those specs last year as the rates came up, we're going to have another production issue. Well, we also have a shortage in trade. And I think it would yeah. be crazy not to address that because the cost went up significantly because we had a shortage. And mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a ton of new trades people who have come in to kind of help fill in the gap. There needs to be. I think our kiddos need to stop spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in college and go be a tradesperson because they're making great oh, money. Oh, my private business owners that are electricians and yep. plumbers and the guys who are doing the countertops, Roofers, they're making everybody. good money right now. Yeah, they sure are. And we should be encouraging our children to be going through trade schools instead of going through four-year universities. If they don't know what they want to do, they can go to trade school and you learn a trade and you can go work and make some money instead yes. of get yourself in debt. Um, all right, Anthony. We're not. We're, are there any other slides that I should be hopping on here? What do you think about this? Yeah, go to here. Go to the next one. I always throw this one in here because you talk about the foreclosure wave, yeah. and you can see how. Yep, foreclosures are up. <laughs> yep. you know Rebecca, you'd say foreclosures are up, right? But um, when I can't even get my sellers to list their houses right now. <laughs> I would. I'm not saying I would love more foreclosures. I just need more homes to sell. She just but I'm saying more when you go from when you go from zero to two, yeah. you're going to get an article. You're going to have an appreciation. So right there, for, they're, they're near record lows. I'm sorry, people. Unfortunately, foreclosures happen every day in our market. But it's not even close to normal or what the news is telling you. Well, right. number one, so, the banks aren't wanting the houses back. Anybody who was in forbearance today, I think, are finding themselves maybe in a position where things are a little tight because they had to get caught up or they got tacked on to the end and they're struggling to make their monthly bills. So I think the fear is there because mm-hmm. people are feeling the pinch. And all it takes is one person to say foreclosures are up. Well, yeah, Anthony, during forbearance, there were zero, zero. Let me go back because I love Anthony's face when I say stuff like this. Zero um, foreclosures happening there because the banks had everybody on forbearance. Right. So, of course, if there's a couple foreclosures that happen, it's going to be they're up. But they're not really up compared to what Anthony just showed on his chart. So thank you for sharing that, Anthony. And then then the next chart, I just throw that in there for Joe because I know it's his favorite chart. Oh, the next one. The recession does not mean falling prices. <laughs> We've talked about this one every time. But every yes. 10 years, there's a recession. And what well, was yeah, it? Now, got, now it's debatable if there's it. even one. But Rebecca, the reason I do that one, it, it gets back to the first slide, control the narrative. Because as much as we bring it up, 
if you don't keep on repeating this to people, people forget. they hear they hear recession and it's over. They 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 panic. This next one, Arizona, this is powerful. Is a lot this it, is powerful it, right here. And I couldn't show the bottom part because I actually took this off a screen from last week. So that's home price appreciation pre and post pandemic. Look at twelve percent. And then post-pandemic, 38. I think we're 62% in Arizona in the last two years, correct? Yeah, and that's why there are buyers struggling today to enter the marketplace that right. haven't gotten in yet. And that is a true issue because prices have come up. If you're a seller, though, or own property, you're feeling pretty good right. when you see these prices today. Um, now we're going to get into interest rates, and I love this quote by Allie Wolf. You can read it. I wonder if some consumers have worked through the five stages of grief of higher mortgage rates. Oh, I love that you brought that up because, you know, there is there's a great totally. slide from T uh, Tina that talks about the stages. And I'm going to find that while we're discussing uh, interest rates. So while we're doing that, you two talk about interest rates. Where are we today? So rates are in the low sixes. You can certainly get into the fives with some upfront cost. Um, Friday and Monday, we saw rates go up about a quarter percent on a really strong jobs report. But, you know, it's interesting. They dove into that jobs report. And if you look at May of last year to today and net full-time jobs, there wasn't a single full-time job that was added over that. So it was really a really strong jobs report that was reflecting of a lot of part-time opportunities or part-time positions. So um, <laughs> I think what the, obviously the stock market looks for any opportunity to celebrate and mm -hmm. they certainly did with that. And I think mm -hmm. that's wonderful, um, but it had an adverse effect on interest rates initially, you know? And so Joe just said it, are we at a recession? Did one really happen? I don't know. My stock account would say yes. Um, <laughs> but um, I think that it's going to be over the next quarter, I think that we're going to see interest rates, you know, start to come down as inflation continues to come down. Um, but I don't anticipate the significant swings like we saw last year. So here's an interesting take mm -hmm. on, on the interest rates and, and how it's going to affect our market. So we're going to assume a lot of people have, let's call it a sub four interest rate. Right. Right. People have been in their houses for a while. But the longer we get from that, the less people have it because they're moving, they're trading in that, that, that sub four really for something else, they're refinancing. So you don't, people don't think that refinances are happening. People are, are refinancing. If you need the money, so, you're not worried about a 3% interest rate versus a six. Because you're, you're one paying 21% on your credit card. So what we're that, yeah, that, get to that because that's what is happening today. Yes, it so, is. So there are many different reasons that people, but, but that's a big one, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you're paying, like everybody's saying, 25% on a, on a credit card, but you're paying 3% on your mortgage, but you got $50,000 of credit card debt that you will never, ever get out of. Unless you... Then save your sanity and you refinance. You you lump it in, you, you get cash flow together. And you end up getting a lower monthly total. And, and you just better your cash flow. And this is happening every single day. Everywhere. We're getting further away from those sub fours and people are trading out of them. And eventually what we're going to see is people aren't, 
they're they're not concerned with a five percent interest rate anymore. Are it, we? So are we actually in the fives right now today, guys? You can get there. You can pay points to get there. But so yeah, you're paying points to get you're into looking, the fives. You're looking at about six point one to six and a quarter on a par rate. Today. Are you seeing most consumers doing like a two one buy down, or are you seeing people just go straight for a buy? Uh, As the market continues to shift and seller concessions, you know, become more difficult to get, you're going to see those temporary buy downs. Um, become fewer and yeah. fewer, right? And we oh, kept telling. Oh, you said that's so nice. I'm going to say they're done. <laughs> they're done. Well, and I don't want to laugh about it, but it's, but it's true though, because I know when I'm working with clients right now, a lot of them think we were two months ago. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. They, a lot of them, think they are they definitely get, in the rears. They think they can get the three points. They think that they can come in fifty grand under. I have a client with you right now, and we were talking about that just yes. this morning because she wanted to make an offer on a property in the fives. And she wanted to offer four thirty and get oh, three points. That's yeah. cute. It's well, not it, gonna happen. Never Rebecca, uh-huh. Rebecca, I was with a client last week, and his client here um, was bidding Anthony, on a home. Anthony, we're looking at four, you. Four, 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 $4.9 million, and his client came in at four six, and he told his client, "This thing's been on the market for three days. They're going to get full value. It's a good house. Get it." His client's like, "Nah, I'll get. The, don't come down. They got four nine five for the place. In so three it bid days. up." Yeah, and that's what's yeah. that's what we're seeing. If it's really nice, and I do uh, warn clients yeah. that you know if you don't want to get in a bidding war today, look for the homes that somebody used their cell phone to take pictures of. Right. Um, that maybe needs a little bit of work, and you may not have to compete. And that is that is the true reality. If you guys you know are shopping today, you need to make sure that you're working with somebody who can educate you. Because I think that's like the biggest point right now right. is Yo. that people have the wrong idea of what the market is really doing. And, and with my clients who maybe don't believe me at first, then we might have to lose a good house. Then they like, have to get kicked in the shins a couple of times until they learn. So one of my houses this weekend was listed at 585. It went for 630. I love it. And there was multiple offers on the property. And so I don't know if you guys remember this. In one of the prior shows, we said, oh, it's so great right now because appraisals are also in arrears, right? They're looking at what's happened mm-hmm. the last 90 days. So if we're saying we scooped off the bottom yeah. in the last 90 days. You might days, have an appraisal issue on that one. Yes. And I have two appraisals that have come in that low? are low. So <gasps> as the market continues, continues to shift just like everything else you're gonna have that just low mi- that very short period of time as the market is kind of catching up low appraisals is what we had to deal with all through covid mm-hmm. and that means definitely prices are coming up because people are pay- offering to pay more than appraised value so with that we're going to go back to waiving appraisals again i guarantee you for the nicer homes do you happen to know if they waive their appraisal on that house no, because my buyer didn't get it. They stopped at 615 and it went for 630. So, wow. But I have two right now. I mean, one of them was a construction loan where they did the appraisal last year when prices were at their peak in terms of an anticipated value once mm-hmm. the work was done. And it's like $150,000 net difference. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at the clock. we got to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> we'll be right back. I don't know why I missed that. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Back from commercial break. That was a really fun commercial break, by the way. I won't tell you guys why, but hey, Anthony, let's go right back to where we were just left off. Did we get through all your slides, bud? No, we got it. We just got a few more, and it gets into the what you guys just talked about. We just with the bet with the uh, interest rates. You asked everybody yeah. where they're at. Um, I know Tara and Joe, you mentioned where they're at <laughs> now, but here's what the uh, mortgage rate projections are. And if you notice in there, you don't see any sevens or high sixes in there, do you guys? No, no. they're all fives and in, into the beginning of the sixes. And that was actually a point from Tina Tambor. She did mention you got to stop trying to predict interest rates because right. you just can't. You really can't. I mean, we well, all try. Barry, Barry B, we talked about that earlier. He said put May 10th on your calendar. I wrote it down, by the way. Why May 10th? <laughs> What's the deal with May 10th? You'll have to find out. Yep. <laughs> Why? Why do you like? What teaser. Do teaser. They're, 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 it's a teaser. I can I can tease you along the way, but May 10th is You're going to wait till May. Okay. I'll just give you a hint. On May 10th, rates will probably be around five, a little below five. So Giddy up. I hope so, because then we can go back to, what is it, date the rate, marry the house, and divorce the landlord, <laughs> and then you just worry about refinancing later. Um, wouldn't you say? Now, Joe, when I saw that, when he, he said that, I was going to ask you guys' opinion. Are you kind of on the same page as him with that? You know what? Barry has been super accurate. It's you know, pretty specific, too. It's very specific. And... Um, I, I mean, he has the analytics to support it. He knows exactly why he thinks that's going to happen, right? Well, if that's the case, then that doesn't sound so scary to get back to the marketplace. In fact, I think if that does happen, we're going to have even more buyers out there, which well, will mean more of the bidding wars. Yeah. And then in the next in the next two slides, go into what you just said about interest rates. When they drop just that 1%, look, oh, look at the advantage for your buyers right there. It's a huge difference. I mean, yep. what we we did the math. And literally the price of a home doubled just because of the cost the of the interest, interest rate. Yes, yep. exactly. And that's where we have so many people that, you know, are feeling like they can't 
um, see the light. So I'm really happy to hear the light might be in May, thanks to Gary or Habib. Yeah. So be advised, this may be the one and only window for the next few years to get into a buyer's market. And it's already it's over, over. <laughs> at least in Arizona. Yeah. And remember, as the Federal Reserve data shows, home prices only go up and always recover from recessions, no matter how mild or severe. Long-term homeowners should view this market right now as a unique buying opportunity. So, but th see, this kind of stuff makes my sellers not want to go back on market. And they probably they want to hold wait. on. They want to hold. And as long as they hold, we're not going to have maybe the number of sales. But obviously, we looked at the charts earlier. We are going in the right direction. We have more pending sales than we've had all year. Well, sellers just have to remember what happened last time. And when rates were low and they wanted to make a move, there was no inventory. Right? Oh, yeah. And it was very difficult for them because they needed to sell before they buy. And in order to do that, they had to take advantage of expensive programs that were out there. And so I think that we can't, you know, emphasize enough to prospective buyers to understand what market is best for them based on their circumstances. But I mean, so I, I have to ask, Becky, when when a seller decides that they want to hold from selling, mm -hmm. like, don't sellers sell for a reason? Like, does that reason not count anymore? Okay. Because yeah. when I need to sell, it's because my kid needs to go to a different school or I'm retiring or this or that. There's there's but a motivational there's, factor. To there's make me a sell. lot of them still trying to time it though. So they may want to sell, they may think about selling, they have been saying they want to hold off on selling. I have a few, like I have one listing coming up, the one I mentioned in my old neighborhood, she's mm -hmm. under contract for a new build. So I'm I'm actually even saying, hey, the longer you hold out, probably the prices will yeah, be more in your up. favor. And and so the more realtors are educating their sellers to that, I, I talk myself out of work all the time. Yeah, I know. And, and it's a problem <laughs> I have, but I, I wanna be honest, and I wanna give people the real opinion. Now, sure. we were talking earlier and I found this slide, I, I forget who, Anthony, it was you who talked about the five stages of grief, right? Yep. So this is what I love about Tina Tambor. I've watched this slide over the years. My very first real estate video, I think in 08, was her counterpart, Mike Orr, had the same thing going. And we were talking about 08, 09, 2010 time period. Well, right now we're in skepticism. That means we've already gone through unease, denial, pessimism, panic. Panic was June. Yeah. That's when I had my house in the market. I was totally panicking. Capitulation. I don't even think I said that right. Despair was November and December. And this is from the seller's perspective, right? Bottom. Yeah. Bottom. That was the bottom. So we're coming out of the bottom. We're into skepticism. And I have a feeling we're going to see some relief and optimism when we see those interest rates coming down in May. Yeah. So it's very possible that we're going to go January, February, March, April, May. And then we'll be back to enthusiasm, which means... Almost every house would be a bidding war. But see, here's what's going to happen. When you, if you wait for the interest rate to come down, that means the the price has gone up. Right. Yeah. So what's the purpose of, of waiting? A seller who wants to buy and sell, to your point, you said that earlier, mm -hmm. Tara, and it is so true. If they're doing both at the same time, it really doesn't matter what market, because wherever you gain, you lose, and wherever, you know what I mean? Right. But it's the sellers who are just selling and maybe moving out that... You know, they don't have to. Yeah, I have a listing right now where somebody passed away. They had to sell. Right. Sell, right. Yeah. So you got a, you got a job in another state. You got to sell. People relocating. So yeah. Those are my have tos, and those are the people I talked about all of 2022 second half. I was mainly working with my have tos. Yeah. My one twos. You, you, you bet the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and lost all your money. You got to sell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. Hey, Anthony, $100 down on the table right oh, now. When I don't, like I don't bet against my team. It's bad luck. Oh, you don't have to. I'll cover you. I'll, I'll, I'll bet the Chiefs so the Eagles win. Um, okay, so to be all fair, last year was a little convoluted. It was hard to determine between the four of us um, who was right at the end of the day. I don't know that we need to do another contest this year, but I do want to say final thoughts for all four of us because I didn't even get to get to all the Tina Tambor stuff at the very end. There was some really good stuff. Anthony, is there one that you want me to show before we finish? No, I'm done. I, I just, my final comment when we're done, but you're, you're good now. Okay, so Tara, go for your final yeah. comment. I'm going to get to Tina's um, slide, the last slide. I think this year the market's going to stabilize. I think we're going to see, a, you know, regular appreciation. I think it's important to use that word. Um, for the last couple of years, I think sellers and certainly us as homeowners have been really fortunate in the amount of equity that people have been able to obtain in their home in a very short period of time. I think we're going to get back to balanced appreciation and um, having more confidence in the market. I love it. What do you think, Joe? I think that no matter what, and this is gonna sound crazy, no matter what market you're in, it's good to buy a house because even if you bought in the worst of times, and if you had your house today, you still made money. Holding is what holding. you're talking about. And just, just for people holding. who are you, looking for long-term investment. You, to me, a house is a generally investment. for most people, it's a long-term investment. So you you need to get into a house or else you may never get into a house. And you may be that 60-year-old person who never owned a house. And next thing you know, the houses to buy are a million five. Go ask the people in California who never bought a house. Who still can't. Who, who wished that they bought a yeah. house when they were 30 or 40 at those prices because now that same pri house is a million seven. Right. And they can't afford it. They don't it. have a prayer. They, they can't get in there and they have to move to Albuquerque. <laughs> and, that, and that's so that's what I think is coming for for our market for most markets especially our market we're, we're trending that way yeah anthony you're up I, I just just talking about that high you know the little window and stuff like that we saw yes a little move down in home prices from listen to this number 10 straight years of home appreciation just think it's about true. that 10 straight years of home mm -hmm. appreciation. So yes, we saw what, Rebecca, four or five months of modest, and I, I will use that word modest, of uh, prices coming down. But what? after 10 years of home price appreciation, come on, people. Oh, you, you, need to, you need to take advantage of this window now. It's not a bubble, it's a window. Rates went up a little bit, but guess what? They will be coming down to around five. I'm just, I'm just. I love it. I believe it. I mean, we can't sustain at the higher rates without something happening. And if they're riding the ship, you know, for us with inflation, yeah. As a result of these rates and you know the, the inflation's getting better, we would hope that the rates would yeah. get better. And when that comes down to five, what are we going to see? We see more activity, and with the low inventory environment we're in right now, it's going to keep home yeah. prices at a really, really good supported levels between the two. So I, I, I put it this way, I'm more hopeful and sleep better January than what happened to us in November, December. Right. Oh, for sure. I think anybody in our business is feeling a lot better because our title companies and our mortgage companies are all getting a lot busier. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with people maybe spending a little bit more than they should have on their credit cards. And there's some, con you know, debt consolidation. That's happening. forever. Like that's that's a welcome to America. Never changes. That's that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, so. it's true. Stop listening to the news and reach out to people who know what the heck they're doing. I love it. And before we tune we tune off, I just want to go to Tina's summary from last week. 
What's reasonable to expect? Diminishing iBuyer inventory because Offerpad and Open Door have kind of eaten through all of their houses, just like the builders. More traffic due to seasonal visitors. Watch short-term rentals. Um, and I think that that might be an opportunity. A lot of people did buy VRBOs, you know, and maybe they're finding that they can't rent them the way that they could before. Um, I do want to read this in their highlights. I know I don't need my glasses for those. Greater Phoenix is back to a seller market. Only a handful of buyer market cities left. Buckeye, Maricopa, Queen Creek, and Goodyear. Yeah. You guys want to go and negotiate and lowball an offer? Those are the four cities that you probably have the best chance to make that happen. <laughs> Owners with two years plus ownership still close with significant profits. So if you can forget about the rearview mirror of last May and June, and you think about two years ago, if you bought a home two years ago, you're still sitting really pretty. For the next five to seven months at least, year-over-year year, appreciation rates may be negative or will be negative is what she writes. And that was because of what we saw the rise up, and we already talked about that. Landlords, long-term rental supply declined in December and January. Downward pressure on rents loosening up. So that's kind of interesting, and I think that's just because things have gotten so expensive that um, you know we're seeing less and less people even wanting to rent right now. And she talks about all the peaks and the changes. It's it's really not near as bleak as what people would lead you to believe if they were just looking to get clickbait articles. Oops, I swiped too far. Um, and so my personal opinion is this: if you're a buyer, get out there, get out there, and and get get something quicker before. Like I've told clients this in the last couple of weeks. Maybe don't go for the pretty remodeled ones, right? And be willing to do a little bit of sweat equity and you should be able to get a good deal. Go to those four cities if you really want to negotiate a deal. And, yeah. the, and the four cities, it has to do with the builders because those are the areas that the builders are in. And it's hard on the resale to compete against them because those guys have deep pockets. They're offering great incentives. Yeah. And so I have been you know, taking up my clients to builders again because the builders are finally working with us realtors again, yeah. which is really nice. And it's a sign of a good, of a good marketplace. I think we're healthy. And I think going into 2023, we're going to see more of what we were used to in 2018 and 19, which is a great place to be. I mean, before COVID hit, we were doing business and things, people were moving in, people were moving out, people weren't scared to sell, people weren't scared right. to buy. And it was great for everybody. So I think we're going to get a lot closer to 2019 this year than we've been in a long time. Yep. That said, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, you know how to get a hold of our sponsors if you need some great loans and you need to look for property and a title company, you got Anthony over there at Navi Title, Tara Krieg at AmeriFirst Financial, and Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage. Thanks, guys, for listening. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day